Well, good day. This is Mark Sylvester, the ambassador for 805 Connect and your host on 805 Conversations, where we meet fascinating people and have conversations with them about interesting things that we know you'll be interested in. Today, with us from the Santa Barbara Foundation, we've got Jan Campbell, who's the Senior Vice President of Philanthropic Services, and I'm going to get into a little bit of your background because it's it's fascinating. Ooh. And Sharon Main, who is the Director of LEAF and the Community Investment Officer. You're the CIO. I, I love that at the Santa Barbara Foundation. Sounds important. It, well, it is, it is important. important. It is important. And LEAF stands for Landscapes, Ecosystems, Agriculture, and Food Systems. So we'll get into that. I want to talk about... 805 Connect, and, and I'd love to hear the story from your point of view, because now it's two years ago that 805 Connect got started. So I'd love to hear your uh, creation myth, I think they call it. Of creation how, myth. The creation myth, how, how it got started. Who, which god Which goddess should I be? And, uh, you are <laughs> one. You, don't, you are a goddess, so there you go. Oh, gosh. Well, I'll give you the sh- a slightly shortened version. Um, so the Santa Barbara Foundation had been working with a number of uh, local businesses looking at um, initiatives, what we could do in the community, how we could drive more philanthropy, more um, uh, support uh, for philanthropy in the region. And one of the things that we were really interested in was um, economic development and um, looking at it from sort of the baseline. If everyone um, ha- ha- is well paid, has a great place to live, um, et cetera, then th- that would make our life easier because the social needs would ultimately go down. So we were looking at how we could promote economic development. We had a number of conversations within our business giving roundtable with elected leaders. One of the conversations that I had was with Hannah Beth Jackson, as right. you know, Mark. And Hannah Beth said, do you know Mark Sylvester? And I said, I don't know Mark Sylvester, but I'd love to meet him. So um, you and I, as you remember, uh, had the conversation. And one of the things that I was really concerned about was there were a number of groups, um, of individuals and groups that were doing things all over the county mm. in terms of economic development, mm. um, North County, um Social, our social venture partners group had the hub. We had all kinds of things going on, and I didn't really know, as I po- as I posed the question to you, who's doing what, where, with who. Yep. And I, one of the things that we do at the foundation is we try to get a handle on who's actually doing doing what with who. And so I wanted to get an idea of where all these pockets of economic development activities were. I think you wrote on your magic whiteboard and drew all kinds of lines right, and had all kinds of I stuff. Yeah. And I came up, we came up with a very intriguing idea of putting together this connection. Um, and you can explain the the um, the tool much better than I can. But to find out exactly who's doing economic development in and in what. And in what phase are they? What what there are all kinds of different ways to do it, and so that's how. So that's what we believed in, and we've been a sponsor of Eight Hundred Five Connect for two years. Right, exactly. So did that answer the question? I I think it did. Ramble uh, early in the uh, morning. uh, That's fine. I I call it the connective tissue, Mm -hmm. and we're a a region of twenty one small towns. And I don't think we should act like we're L.A. or act like we're San Francisco. Let's take advantage of the fact that we're small towns and we can be connected. And over the last two years, 
I mean, one of those missions is who's doing what with whom. Mm -hmm. No one knows who's doing what with whom. Still, and I learn new people all the time. I, I meet new businesses. Someone says, hey, do you know about 805 Connect? And they don't. And they get in and, and they find, wow, there's 17 other people doing what I do. Right. I did a, uh, a, a report three weeks ago, the entrepreneurial explosion, and looked at because 805 goes from uh, Paso Robles all the way down to Conejo Valley and Simi and looked at what the universities are doing, what the incubators are doing, the accelerators, the hub, of course, here uh, on downtown Santa Barbara, the maker spaces, the work spaces, the right. co-working. And, and it started with one press release I read about Tech House, which is a new accelerator right. here. And I said, okay, well, how many others are there? Again, I, my job is to kind of light up the radar. Who are all of those people? They, none of them, A, none of them knew all of them existed. B, they'd not met one another. And C, there's this opportunity to create community of those people. They're their own community. What, who's, what are the best practices? What's really working? Like the huddle space in, in Westlake, which is sponsored by Cal Lutheran. Fantastic. I haven't been down there. Oh I'm, my dying, gosh. I'm dying to get down it's there. Fantastic. But I think your point, though, and and this is how we look at things at the foundation, whether it's it's an, a conservation initiative, whether it's education. I really, I think we really look at things regional. We want to look at things regionally. Right, we exactly. we fund within Santa Barbara County, but the Central Coast is a region on so many levels. I mean, there are so many interconnections. You were talking about the universities. I, I mean, if you just look at, if you just take that subset of what we're talking about, what UCSB is doing with their TMP program, um, Santa Barbara City College, uh, Cal sure, Lutheran, the Scheinfeld Center, the Scheinfeld Center um, just that alone, and 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 Cal Poly has an amazing. Oh, the CIE, the Center for Innovation and amazing. Entrepreneurship. Yeah, right. So, Hot House. It's amazing. When you start to talk to these people and you look at the initiative of, of one person deciding to do something then and talking to some other person and talking. And so really back to this story, it was you had that idea. The way I heard it, you and Hannah Beth, who work out together, said, gee, what if we could do this? <laughs> She's in amazing shape, by the way. She's listening. <laughs> and then you, you came to my office and said, could we, you know, what could we do? And then I went to the meeting at City College and said, you know, it's interesting. There's people doing all this interesting work, but no one's talking to one another, hence the connective tissue. Yeah. You know, and it's exactly the same in the nonprofit sector. And so mm. um, like with um, looking at um, the business and economic sector, the nonprofits are in the same position, even those working within the same uh, sector area. So all the organizations that are working in the arts or the environment, all doing very good work in their in their pillars or yes. silos. And so again, our job and our, our role at the Santa Barbara Foundation is how we can actually help connect all those. So this is a theme that goes throughout the entire foundation, not just in this one Absolutely. particular area. No, exactly. And I, I let's transition over mm -hmm. to LEAF because mm -hmm. I think LEAF is that big overarching initiative that is um, so important, and I've been encouraged to really understand that to say, how does 805 Connect support what LEAF's doing? How do those? How how do we become some uh, foundational support underneath that to pro again provide connective tissue to all of those efforts? Why don't you talk a little bit about the the, the big goal about LEAF, and then tell us a a story that we might not have read about already? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I like stories we haven't read about. Um, you know, LEAF was really, uh, really grew out of the idea. I was, I've been in the environmental field my whole career, and so this is an area I know well. I'm from this region. I love it. I want this place to continue on and to be really a model. Um, we have everything we need here. This is a beautiful place. We have resources. We have highly motivated people yes. include you know the the civic engagement of this region has made it what it is and so it's it's no accident and yet we seem to get stuck we seem to get stuck in silos not being able to work across you know business and the environment and and we really felt that there was a role for the foundation so as we began our investigation looking at uh, where where there were intersections where there were uh, areas of energy and um, that's really how LEAF was born. You know, when you, talk, when you think about it, um, the L in LEAF, the landscapes, that's the basis for everything. That's the basis for all life here. That's the basis for our economic activity, our environment, our places where we live. Um, the E in LEAF, ecosystems, those are the basic building blocks of life. That's the water, the air, the soil, mm, that's mm. what sustains us. Um, um, A, agriculture, one of our biggest economic drivers in the region, but also what connects us to this land culturally as well as what feeds us. And then the food systems, which is really a way to really engage and pull, particularly a younger generation, back into the idea that this is all important stuff. This is all interconnected. So these four acronyms make... Well, these four four silos make up a lovely acronym, and for us, they're interconnected, and our story is how do we actually tell that story. There's, as I mentioned, there's already high levels of energy within each of these areas, organizations working in these areas. So what we were trying to do at the foundation is how can we now take this, elevate it to a point of really being able to um, realize a vision, a common vision for the region, one that we can all get behind and get beyond our, you know, our... uh, our conflicts and find a way forward because we're going to have a, a tough way forward with climate changes and scarce resources and and pressures from population. So we really wanted at the foundation to play a role. You know, we are, as Jan said, we are conveners. Uh, we can take a leadership role. And more than anything, we have the ability to leverage resources and really make something happen on a big, uh, on a big scale. Well, I, on 805 Conversations, we play a game. <laughs> it's called buzzword bingo. Oh, did I have a few? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yay! Because uh, what's what's interesting in my sitting at the center of this universe through the 805 Connect project, I'm getting to meet all these interesting worlds that I've never met, and they use language that I'm not familiar with. And so, you, person who's listening right now, may not know what the word convener means. Ah. What's a convener? I've been convened, but I don't know if I should wash or not. Uh, so it's what's like, a convener? It's like a facilitator, right? You you uh, you know when you you know when you've been. It it's, doesn't always. I've feel, been facilitated. Yes. 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 I know. Sometimes. So it's what's a convener? Well, a convener is really a person that, um, and if, particularly when you're in a role like the Santa Barbara Foundation, a, a neutral party that is well trusted in the community. Uh, when we can reach out to a variety of different sectors and, and offer an opportunity to come together and have a meeting in a neutral space. So we can bring people together for a meeting and we can not necessarily have a fixed agenda, but really just say, we just want to gather you all and, and listen to your ideas. We would like to just start bringing together this energy and seeing where it will go. So we actually, in a convener, it's like an incubation, really. Yeah. It's really just bringing folks together um, and seeing where we can go with that conversation. It's our really our way. It's a it's a huge role for the foundation because, as Sharon mentioned, whether it is conservation or the environment, um, there are there are 
people operate in silos and there are different points of view, which I think does make our community great. Right. And sometimes we get caught up in those points of view. The Santa Barbara Foundation, as Sharon said, as a neutral sort of third party, if you will, um, is a big enough force in the community to bring people together, at least get them to the if you table. you get invited to a Santa Barbara Foundation and, event, yeah. you're going to show up. Well, for the most part. But also, I think, again, it goes back to trust. You know, um, How many years? We were established in 1928 by Major Max Fleischman, so uh, 80, what is that? I do can't the, do the It's math. not a math show. Okay, good. We're okay. In the 80s, I was an English major. Upper 80s. Yeah. So the, the Our vision has never been clearer, though. I love that. <laughs> well, the, the thing about vision, that mission and vision, what I learned in business is mission is that thing that doesn't change. This is our mission. This is what we're doing. Vision changes all the time. That's right. Yep. Right? Vision is the guy who can get up to the tallest tree and see, okay, I know what the mission is. That's the way to go. And then everybody follows them. But I think what's unique with the Santa Barbara Foundation is that we're not imposing our vision on the community. What we're really trying to do is suss out the community's vision and then then come in and backfill and support that. So I think that's really different than another uh, independent organization might have. I mean, they have their own vision and mission that they're trying to accomplish. Our goal is to accomplish the community's vision. And I like to say, you know, the vision for LEAF isn't what a bunch of middle-aged white environmentalists want for the future, but what does the next generation want for the future? How are they going to steward this this land and this place? And so I'm much more interested in what somebody in their 20s is thinking or what somebody of of, uh, different ethnic backgrounds are thinking, the ones that are going to be stewarding this land in the future. So I think that's a really important distinction about vision. This idea, when you said middle age, what do they say, male, pale, and stale? <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> uh, Which has been a traditional, you know, environmental uh, face. And, and we'd like to see that change. For the last uh, number of months, I've been studying millennials. And I've been really interested because I think energy skips generations. So as a grandfather, I love my grandchildren my son, eh, meh. My, <laughs> meh. my dad, meh. Uh, but my grandfather, yes. And I don't know if, if that's the same with other people. But I'm a boomer. And I didn't really resonate with Gen X. But I, I totally get what millennials are all about. I, I love they're energized. They're passionate. They care about stuff. They care about providence. They care about where something came from. They, they show up. They, they've got... It was. It's like 1968 all over again. Isn't it great? It, I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. And I have two millennials, and that's what I see too. It's interesting because I think um, <clears throat> from everything we read in philanthropy, they, they as a generation are not. They don't have loyalty to an organization per se. Maybe as mm. we did, or mm. I like to give the example. <clears throat> excuse me, my dad gave to the American Red Cross and Cancer Society, you know, big organizations. In my own philanthropy, I support local organizations, obviously the Santa Barbara Foundation. But my girls are much more interested in international. You know, they'll, they'll be texting at a, a, a U2 concert to, to support something that, you know, they don't care about the organization. They care about the impact that they their gift is making collectively. Mm. So they don't have loyalty to an organization per se like we did. So we have to be able to really drive impact. That's our challenge at the Santa Barbara Foundation. You know, we have, if you look at the community philanthropists, 
you know, Michael Tobes, um, uh, any number of people, who's coming in behind them? Sharon said that, you know, our community engagement, our civic engagement makes our community what it is, and, and I believe that. But we have to train the next generation, as Sharon said, to step up to that, and that's going to be in a completely different way, completely different. So let's let's go down that path for a little bit, because I know when you and I were first talking, this idea of corporate philanthropy is important. And if we look at that young generation of billionaires, uh, mm. Zuck, Zuckerberg and et al. et al., I mean, there's, right. there's lots of them. Um, the people, the person who's listening right now, hello, uh, is, a, is a member of the 805 Connect. That's how they heard about this. And then we'll be getting other people who are interested in business. What do you say to that? person who is, you know, 27, they, they're making an app and it's all about getting that. I mean, they're, they're just living in that world of growing their business or they're at one of these incubators. They're listening to this. Is corporate philanthropy or philanthropy something they're going to think about when they retire? Just like I'm going to learn golf when I retire. How do I make it? How do you make it relevant today for them? Why is it important to them today? I think it, that's interesting. And we've been, uh, we've been exploring that through our business giving roundtable. It's, it's almost like it's baked in from the beginning. You, 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 we describe the millennials as they want to make a difference. They want to care. And that comes through when you see how they create their businesses. We've had discussions with people. I mean, some great local folks too. um, that they build in in employee volunteerism, which is huge. That they want to participate. They want to go out. They want to plant trees. They want to paint buildings. I mean, they want to get involved. They don't want to just give money. Um, so when they're creating their companies, employee volunteerism and employee engagement in the community is hugely important to them. As well as from a giving standpoint, that's baked into their their balance sheet, if you will, they know how much they're going to, they want to, they, they know how much they're going to give and they plan for that. It's not kind of an after the fact, okay, let's just, Are you let's just buy a this table. in conversation? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We had a, we had a local uh, entrepreneurial forum um, last year at the Museum of Art and the folks that we had um, that were on the panel, that's what they're talking about. And it, you look at, at organizations like Deckers, for example, sure. which is an incredible organization. They have a huge employee giving program. They have a huge employee volunteer program, Montecito Bank and Trust with their community dividends. But they track employee uh, giving and their, their, excuse me, employee volunteerism and their um, their corporate social responsibility group is made up of primarily millennials you know they're the ones that are driving driving this forward and then of course for for smaller companies you know i mean most of the growth business growth you probably you know you know this mark is is companies and and um uh organizations that are less than five people so that startup yes, very much so and so those people know they have to be involved in the community and I think about um, even one of our um, local businesses that many people are aware of, um, um, Mesa Lane Partners, mm. who have done just incredible young young people running that that development company, but really incredible work. And and again, it's baked in. I mean, they're the, they did the project out of Isla Vista, the Loop. Sure. 
the mixed use project. And then they did that really cool project in De La Vina with street with the uh, with the airstream trailers. Oh yes. Yeah, yes. and and they're working on another project in the funk zone. But uh, Neil, who's uh, who's the president of that company, Neil DePaulo, is really really brings the, his own ethic, um, the environmental quality that he's looking for for his projects, building in the green, yep. building components, making sure that there's a housing component, affordable housing components. Even in the project he'd like to do in the funk zone, he wants to build in a place for arts. He would like to have a, an arts uh, a co-use space so artists can share resources and, and really support the arts. And he's been really incredible that way, that even in the development of the project, it, which is still down the road many, many years, he wants to give back. And he's been supporting um, through us and through his own philanthropy, um, local arts organizations and the environment. So, you know, this is, again, a young man who's who's uh, doing great projects and is, is you know, obviously going to be very successful. But again, it's baked in from the very beginning for him. What's the role of millennials in LEAF initiatives? <laughs> well, I think the role as we as we roll this out is really how we're going to um, really hear back from what they want what what they're hoping. And those for. are the conversations that Carl's doing. Well, yes. So we're having a couple of different um, um, platform projects, if you will. These are the ones that are really going to set the stage for us for years to come. And so one of them is a food action plan, and we're working directly with the um, Community Environmental Council and the Food Bank, unlikely partners, but they came together on mm -hmm. this issue. Mm -hmm. And um, through this process, we've had a number. We've had a, a large number of stakeholder um, uh, interviews. We've had community listening sessions, and now we're starting very active working groups. And these are, um, these are um, incorporating hundreds of community volunteers and stakeholders that are interested in this issue. And everything that we've done so far, there's been total engagement from very, very young folks to, you know, people who've been around for a long time. And just seeing those cross-generational part, um, participation is really exciting. Uh, we have Spanish translations at all of our meetings, and so the engagement is just really, really exciting and, and, and juicy and rich. So, um, you know, helping, they're actually helping us develop the plan. It's As you said earlier, it's right. a collective vision. Exactly. So it's their ideas that we're getting and incorporating. And right now the working groups are going to go in and they're going to come up with concepts um, around a food action plan. How do we localize our food system so that there is um, equity, so that there's access, so that it's an environmentally um, more sound, so that we're not transporting food all over the county without, you know, without or, or all over the world, but not not having it here available to us. So looking at the environmental impacts of food waste and other things, looking at economic opportunities. If How, how does a young person who doesn't own land but wants to get in the food business, mm. who wants mm. to grow food, mm. uh, who wants to have an opportunity to sell their, the little bit that they grow because maybe they do some uh, high-end microgreens or something that, that could get oh, into. Oh, I'd like that. Yes. Doesn't that sound You're good? A food it person. Does, it goes I, well I with the coconut water, <laughs> right? It does. <laughs> so, our, so what we want to hear from these, um, this generation and from, from our community at large is, is how do you see these elements fitting into our local food system? How can we create more opportunity within our local food system? So that's just one side of LEAF. The other side is a conservation blueprint. And that's actually looking at the resources, the assets of our county, and coming up with a prioritization, if you will, a county vision or, or, or values of what we'd like to see this region like in the future. It will create strategic plans for groups like the land trusts who are, you know, who are very engaged in actually conserving land, but it will also provide um, a 
really a benchmark uh, and, a, and a vision for our community to move forward. So if we, for instance, um, we have a community that's concerned about climate changes and what's going to happen to the, you know, to the future sure. of our water resources sure. and, and the open space, they would like to see that happening, like to have agriculture there as part of the landscape. They're going to have to let us know that. They're going to have to be part of that conversation. One of the things I've been saying about 805 Connect, my tagline changes until I, I find it's like trying on a, a, a you know a coat or something and see what fits you right. Mm-hmm. Right now, what fits me really well is that we're a catalyst for conversation, right. and it's very. I think that's why we're so aligned with the foundation because uh, you said neutral. I frequently say I'm Switzerland in this conversation. Exactly. Right. I I don't have a, a horse in the race other than I'm a citizen here. And I got the stewardship talk about 30 years ago. I was taken aside by Peter McDougall. Oh, and I love was, Peter McDougall. It, it was explained to me what that meant. No one had ever had that kind of talk to me mm. saying, you're a citizen here. It's not about, you have a contribution. You're a cog in the wheel. Whether you are passive or active is going to be up to you. And here's how you could be active. Here's how you could show up. And that was interesting. And I've since passed that on to many, many people. I've had this steward talk with people. You live here, you enjoy this, let's preserve it, and all those kinds of things. What I love about LEAF is there are actionable things that people can do. Part of all of this is what are we talking about it? Are we doing something, right? thing with economic vitality. Are we going to sit in this room and talk about this for days and days? Or are we going to do something? That's when I raised my hand and mm-hmm. said, let's do something. And that's what I love about LEAF. There are things people can do, and it's so diverse in its scope that whatever one of those four things rings your bell, show up. I mean, the world belongs to those that show up. I did a blog post on that, right? It's like, show up, but show Isn't up. It's not a Woody plant. Allen thing. It is exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And I gave, him, is <laughs> I gave him attribution up. and I was very thrilled uh, with the Google. Oh, good. Uh, when I typed in the world belongs to those who show up and my post came up number two. Wow. As I said, oh, good. How about that? that? Who knows? Search Who engine optimization oh, or wow. something okay. like okay. that. So buzzword bingo, bingo but you're playing you in another game here. <laughs> Uh, Give a shout out to our IT person. One of the things uh, that you said, though, Mark, and I think I think we this is a conversation we have over and over again. And and it's always my pleasure to be able to work with with my donors and our fund holders because they are the people that show up. They are the people that really believe that they believe in the stewardship. They understand what an amazing place we live in in Santa Barbara County, whether you're, you know, you've got a house on Rincon or, you know, a vineyard in San Ynez or you, you know, work on a farm in Guadalupe. I mean, this county is filled with just incredible gems, um, including the people that live here. And so I think that's that's not a hard message to get across to people. Um, about stewardship and about getting involved. And my experience has been when you explain it to people or when you present that idea, as I'm sure I would have loved to have heard the talk that Peter McDougall gave you. <laughs> um, it's, it's mock. An, yeah, mock. mock. It's, an easy, uh, it's an easy thing to get across to people. And that's why I think the foundation has been successful in engaging. One of the things we're looking at is engaging our donors and our fund holders who distribute their own money 
locally, nationally, and internationally, but getting them to partner with us on the, the initiatives that we're working on because they, they as, as community members, understand this. One of the really fun and exciting things uh, from my perspective about LEAF, um, Sharon and I sort of are on, on what opposite sides of the aisle, if you will, uh, the community investment division of the of the foundation they spend the money they, you go raise and i yeah exactly which we and so we've worked uh, together and we've raised uh, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars for this pro- for the for the leaf project primarily from donors and from other foundations uh the, the bauer foundation has been a big supporter um but but this leaf was a it was an easy concept to get across because people understand we we, they know what they know what we have, and they want to they want to preserve that. But it's the melding together of donor resources with foundation resources that makes that seeding of the leading seeding and convening right. a little bit easier. So we're talking about Santa Barbara County, and we talked about Central Coast. Eight hundred five Connect is broader, which is what's interesting because right. the conversations tend to be either geocentric or political centric or initiative centric and so my role is to kind of okay let's jump up to a hundred thousand feet what's the role of north of the 805 i won't say north county i say the northern part of this and are you working with counterparts up there and then the southern part of this is are is there a role regionally once you kind of figure things out because they have different issues Right, we all have different issues, but th- we're all interwoven in one way or another. Do you, is that part of the conversation? Well, you know, the Santa Barbara Foundation has traditionally funded in Santa Barbara County. However, um, we're going into a new phase, and we're right. and we are right. beginning to think more regionally. There are other community foundations to our north and our south, and the more we can begin working with them, um, their issues aren't that different than ours. I mean, both Ventura County and San Luis Obispo County, for instance, have uh, ag land and rural you lands, bet. and they're also under um, under uh, um, pressure from development growth and the changing climates and the various things. So. I think that there's a great learning opportunity, and you're absolutely right. I mean, um, geographic boundaries are not do not define our our region. You know, our region is really um, like a watershed perspective. It's it's broader. It's it's not just a geographic line. Uh, you know, th- what happens in Santa Barbara will impact. I mean, the oil spill is a good example. Sure. It's already impacting Ventura County and sure. into L.A. So what happens here does impact other areas. And we hope to be not only a model, but to also have positive impacts and then start working together to knit those together. You know, this isn't something that's, this is no small issue. This is, this is large. And well, that's what's fun about it. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like think big, work small, and then exactly. scale. Exactly. How do, how do we scale We have to get efforts? something under our belt so that we have a good, strong base and structure. But, yeah, I think this can go broader. I want to just make uh, one other comment on that. And um, I know we're, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the other initiatives we're looking at is um, around seniors. You know, we, we talked about millennials a little bit, but we know that the... Not including anybody in this room. Exactly. That the gray tsunami is coming as... Is that what it is? That's Yeah, and that is a buzzword bingo. But okay. um, so, you know, the population is aging. Uh, uh, us boomers are, I, I don't know how many millions of us turn 65 every day, but many, many do. So um, one of the things, community foundations are all over the country. And one of the things that our Council on Foundations is looking at 
are collective initiatives that cut across all regions. And if there's one issue that cuts across all regions is that we're all getting older and what is that impact? Community foundations control a huge amount of resources um, in terms of financial resources, um, uh, intellectual resources. So as a, as a, as a field, community foundations work on, on initiatives. And one of them coming out of the Council on Foundations will be around uh, supporting seniors, supporting uh, caregivers. Locally, we're working on a family caregiver initiative. So how do we support those people that are typically way, way overworked and way, way underpaid? And usually elderly, m- many elderly people have elderly caregivers. So that's one of the other initiatives we're looking at. But that goes just beyond Santa Barbara County. That's where we want to tap into um, national, state, national, um, and uh, sector-wide uh, resources that are going to be coming down the line. So That'll be a fun group to have around this table. <laughs> so one of the things we do at 805 Conversations is we celebrate the fact that, that we are a, a loose-knit group of small towns. We've all chosen to live in this region. So I, I like to ask... Um, why the 805? Why Santa Barbara? So, Jan, I want to start with you. What, what is it about this place in a, a, a sentence that, you know, it's there, it has its challenges. It has its the great weather and all of those things. It's it's cheaper elsewhere. It's easier to get employees. It's easier to do a lot of things. Yet we put quality of life at the top of our list. So what is it for you? In one sentence, that's a really tough one. Talk um, in tweets. Tweet. I'm not a tweeter. Um, this is, it's the sense of place here. I think it's, def- everyone defines it differently. I mean, I came up in 1970 from the San Fernando Valley to go to UCSB. Go Gauchos. Um, it's just, there's just a feeling here that makes me feel happy. Okay. I love that. Sharon? I don't have any choice because I grew up here and I go how back. M- how many generations? I go back four generations in oh, the county. Great. Yeah. And and I just, you know, I'm cursed because where else can I go? I'm always going to be comparing it to here. So I'm here for the long haul. You know, when I when I need to be rejuvenated, I plunge my hands into the soil and I, I feel that connection. I, wow. I love this place. Well, I, I just got this picture of um, an avatar with that tree with the you know, hand, everybody connected to everyone else. You're going to make me cry. That's Yeah. It's like one of the great scenes, right? Yeah. Um, we best. had to do this um, this exercise where, you know, what animal are you or what tree are you or whatever. And I was instantly, I'm the home tree on that planet, mm-hmm. right? I know exactly who I am, right? Not wavering. So thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. And how do people uh, find out about LEAF? Because uh, we're, first off, promise that when you have these convenings, now that we all know that word, uh, that you'll let us advertise that and let people know about it through our newsletter we write every week. Um, So please do that because we'll help drive people to that conversation, but how do they find out more about it on your site? Well, we, of course, our website. So if you can go to SantaBarbaraFoundation.org and um, and there is a little homepage on LEAF and there we will connect to, we have uh, the Food Action Plan connections that we can connect people to. And then also as we develop the conservation blueprint, there'll be opportunities there. So that's really the best place. And of course, they can reach me at the foundation as well. And Jan, the Business Giving Roundtable, is that 
and opened, if someone was interested in joining that, would they contact you? Is How does that work? Absolutely. They um, The best uh, way would just be to, to shoot me an email. My email's on the, on the website, jcampbell at sbfoundation.org. But yes, our goal is to really increase membership in that and uh, really increase corporate, not only giving, but corporate involvement. And by corporate, I mean everything from the one-person shop to the to the Deckers, the Montecito Banks and Trust. So yeah, have them. Please contact me directly. I'd love to, I'd love to talk business giving. Oh, fantastic! Well, I want to thank our sponsors, the uh, Santa Barbara Foundation, sponsor of uh, Eight Hundred Five Connect, and the sponsor of this podcast is Pull String Press, and Patrick Melroy, who's been uh, quite silent. But that's fine because we're going to get his voice because Patrick's got a great voice. He's got a great podcast called Towned. Towned is uh, this really interesting slice of life podcast. And you can just, if you just Google Towned in Santa Barbara, it comes right up. I did it this morning. And Patrick, um, he, he, he meets all these interesting people or he'll just see someone who says, that person looks interesting. I'm going to go talk to them and get them on the podcast. And they pull them here in the bottom of the Balboa building in downtown Santa Barbara. And they have their incredibly interesting interviews with people that you wouldn't know otherwise. So that's Pull String Press. And we thank them for thank you, sponsoring uh, this project. And thank you give, very much. Give us a little voice, Patrick. Oh, sorry. Thanks, Mark. It's really nice to, to have you say such pleasant things about me while I'm in the room. Thank you very much, everybody. Till next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.